Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It is Jay Scott. It's the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As always, please write us a review when you're done listening. We always appreciate reviews mean a lot to podcasts. We always like the feedback from our listeners. We also are part of Pantheon Podcast, the great network of music-related podcasts, including the official Metallica podcast. The Metallica Report is on Pantheon Podcast. You can find them at Pantheon Pods on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as PantheonPodcast.com. And you can find The Hook Rocks on all three of those platforms, too, as well. Just search up The Hook Rocks. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download so you get the latest episode right to your phone. We've had some incredible guests and shows to start the year. We had Joe Satriani on talking about his tour with Sammy Hagar and Steve Vai. Broke some news. He quoted his, his saying in Blabbermouth during the interview, I'll never understand David Lee Roth. Uh, which, from what I understand, is pretty common in rock and roll. Uh, we also had Jeff Pilson, Todd Damick-Kerms, the Tuck Smith. Uh, we recently welcomed in Stephen Piercy, talking the 40th anniversary of Out of the Cellar. So we've got some great things that have been happening and great things ahead. And we've got an episode I've been wanting to do for a while. been trying to figure out like how to do it and, and who to do it with. And I kept coming back to this individual. He's a return guest. We Last show we did was with Scott Gorham from Thin Lizzy. And that is that metal show. Now that rock co-host, Mr. Don Jameson. What's happening, man? How are you? Hey, Jay. Good to be back. And uh, yeah, since uh, 
I, when were we on with Scott? I guess it was last year, right? Yeah, it was it was after Rock and Pod. So maybe like June, April, May, June, or probably springtime. I think we did. Yeah. Well, had I already had I been out on tour with them at that point? Yes, we talked about okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, unbelievable that Scott Gorham has ever been in my orbit. And now in so many ways, having toured with him twice and having, you know, I talk with you uh, and he on this on this show. And, you know, because I'm such a Lizzie fanatic and uh, I was hoping he was going to do his Lizzie tribute this summer. But I haven't seen anything yet. So uh, waiting on that, too, because that's when I'll fly over to Europe for that. I was just uh, thinking about that the other day, too. I was like, man, I hope that still happens and they tour here in the u.s or do some kind of shows in the u.s because my son's become a big thin lizzie fan and that'd be great for him and i to kind of go to that because we've kind of bonded over them over the years too as well great no i listen that's uh it's funny you know i could i still turn people on to thin lizzie all the time and it's good that the the young generation uh gets it because it's just such great music and for the people who are listening to this who only know the boys are back in town in jailbreak i implore you to uh go pick up just about any other albums and listen to it top to bottom and uh, you'll be hooked he was uh, uh he did his school rock before he went he's at college now but last year when his, his senior year they, he was in school rock and for the senior show he got to pick his songs that they could do. And one of the songs was waiting on an alibi by thin Lizzie. Yeah. Great song. Should have been a bigger hit. Um, but, uh, yeah. Killer. Good stuff, man. Awesome. Well, like I said, prior to introducing you, um, rock music has changed so much in a lot of good still. and, And a lot of not so good. And, I, I think of things that upset me about the genre that maybe didn't exist when I was growing up that are very present in today's mm-hmm. world of music. And I figured to come up with the 10 commandments for all rock fans that everyone should follow, that everyone should listen. And if you don't, it's a rock and roll sin and you will be sentenced to an eternity, a lifetime beyond a lifetime of nothing but Britney Spears, K-pop, and Beyonce music, if you fail to adhere to these commandments. The rock and roll gods that are up in the heavens will look down upon thee and sentence you to an eternity of pop music, basically. Yeah, and and with some of them, you know, there's a couple that I came up with in particular that I would even go farther, Jay, and say, you know, minimum five years in prison. You know, there's just there's just certain ones that now are definitely like legally punishable where, you know, you would could never win in a court of law. And I would beg to 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 to, uh, to differ. Well, not beg to differ, but I would actually say that we all know what type of prisoners don't do well in, in the prison system. There's like yeah. a parking order. <laughs> I think if anyone gets sentenced for a rock and roll violation, they'll be treated worse than those prisoners that don't do well right now oh yeah you'll be you'll be treated like a child molester if you, yes. if you don't follow these rules <laughs> all right maybe that's going a little too far but no, it's not no it's not <laughs> but we need we need we do we need commandments and we need to um make sure that people abide by them so um you know you i, I said i'll let you lead the conversation and let's yeah let's chisel these in a rock like moses and uh and they will be so yes The first commandment is, thou 
shall take my children to rock concerts. This has to be done. This is a, a very important thing. I took my son to his first rock concert, which is Butch Walker, when he was five years old. And he plays guitar now. He's been playing guitar for several years. There is nothing like a rock and roll show for a kid to experience because we they don't see that. They see performances on the Grammys. They see these fake performances with these fake crowds during the Super Bowl. And they don't really understand the essence. When you take your kid to a rock show... They see people on stage singing, playing instruments. It captivates them. They see a crowd totally into it, singing a song. There's an there's a synergy that exists that is unlike nothing else. And what it does is it exposes them to the arts. It helps them appreciate what it takes to play an instrument because we're in such a watered-down society, which is we point, click, download, play. After 30 seconds, we skip to the next song. There's no appreciation for the tangible piece of music. But when they see a rock concert, it's like it's like Disneyland for them. It's unbelievable. And you may inspire them to play an instrument, to be more involved in music, maybe sing, maybe do whatever, get behind the glass, become a producer. Who knows what can happen? Here's the other thing. As a parent that know this, I hear parents bitch all the time about their kids being on the phone. They got their face buried in the phone. Well, if they play an instrument and if they're exposed to music, guess what? They're practicing. They're trying to get better at it. I would hear my son play his guitar for five hours trying to learn a solo to shock me by Ace Freely and Kiss. And that's, you know what? I never bothered him because I didn't want it to stop because if it stopped, he'd be looking at his phone. And if you're concerned about taking your kid to a rock concert, they will find worse things on their phone to look at than they will ever see at a rock concert. Right. Well, now that Gigi Allen is dead for sure. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, Jay, I, I, I don't have any children, um, but after hearing your impassioned plea, uh, I may not use a condom tonight with my girlfriend. <laughs> well, hey. You're 100% right, dude. And, and the caveat that goes along with that is if you're an adult and there's a kid in, in, in the crowd, be cool, you know, because of all, you know, be cool to the kid. You know what I mean? Because of all the things you're saying, um, because the end result of all those things is that we now have a new member of a new generation of fans who like the type of music that we like hard, you know, heavy music. And that's so important. And, and people have always asked me over the years, how do we get more people into hard rock and metal and all that? And I say, you have to raise them. That's how we do it. You know, we got to bring up the next generation. And it's funny. One of the, when I saw you at the forge, what was that in like 2021? Yeah, yeah, it was the Dead Daisy show. Yeah. I started getting all these young people coming up to me, you know, like 21, 22, saying, Oh my God, I can't, so nice to meet you. I can't believe the guy from the metal shows here. And I'm like, How would you even know me? Like, you know, and, and they would say, I, We watched, I watched with my mom and dad or, or my dad or, you know, whatever, you know, I watched with my parents when I was like 11. And so, and yeah, now they're, you know, they're young men and women and they're into this music and they're, and some of them are musicians. And so, yeah, I, that's a great one, man. I, I really like that one. My son approached you too. He's like, yeah, I used to watch that metal show with my dad. Friday nights was when the HBO had that Foo Fighters documentary, when they were doing Sonic Highways, we watched that. And then we watched that metal show. And we were up till like midnight. We would just watch like a couple shows that I had recorded on my DVR. 
And he's, I mean, when I hear my son trying to learn aces high in in his room or ace, you know, shock me, it's, it's, you know, someone says like, well, how do you tell him to turn off? No, I don't. Unless it's like one in the morning. Then I'm like, all right, dude, I got to go to bed. But <laughs> I just want him to keep practicing. He's found his passion. He's found that. And that's great. And don't tell your kid you should listen to rock and roll. What you do is you just get in the car. You're just playing it. Have it in the background so they're familiar with it. And then take them to a show. It'll be like nothing they ever experienced. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah, Jay. I mean, how many times do parents tell their kids, get off, your, put your phone down, put your phone down, put your phone down. But you're never going to tell your kid, put the drumsticks down, put the guitar down, you know, put the bass down. Like you said, unless it's, you know, one in the morning, you're trying to sleep, you're going to encourage that creativity. So um, it's a great point, man, and very well taken. And uh, yeah, again, that's so that's how we get a new generation. Absolutely. The second commandment, thou shall not speak of things in your personal life, like your job, the girl, the hot girl at the Starbucks, your back problems, while a rock concert is going on. Only speak about what you are seeing and the music that is being played. One of the most disrespectful things you can do to a band and artist is talk at a loud volume of nothing that relates to the concert it is so disrespectful to the people around you that are trying to enjoy the show. And for the artist, do you talk in a movie theater? No. Do you talk when you go see a play? No, you don't do these things. So why do you think it's acceptable at a rock concert? I was at a rival son show a few years ago. This woman in front of me is on her phone while rival sons is just creaming the place and she's yelling at her husband. I can't hear her. I can't hear. Her. She was trying to call her babysitter. I'm like, gee, why would you think you'd be able to talk to someone on the phone at a rock concert? What the fuck are you doing? That's why there's lobbies. Go out in the lobby and have your conversation. Not at the bar because that sound filters out throughout the show. But seriously, folks, it is disrespectful to everyone at the show and the artists on stage. Stop doing that. I, I jotted that one down myself. So no excessive conversation. You know, if you're with your friend, you go, oh, my God, I can't believe they're playing this song. That's one thing. But as you said, to pontificate on, you know, uh, you know, the results of your most recent physical or, you know, just trying to carry on a, a, a converse, an everyday conversation is is Again, yes, you're right, disrespectful, but it's also insane because what ends up happening is you end up screaming because the music's loud. So now you're screaming. People around you can't hear the band. Um, and this goes also for people. Please don't sing, sing every lyric to every song loudly. You know, it's the same sort of effect. You know, it's like, no, I came to watch the band do the song, not you. Uh, so that, that's, that's just a little, uh, you know, a little amendment off of that one. But, um, yeah, I, listen, I know, you know, people come up, will come up and, you know, there'll be fans of that metal show and they'll be excited to, to talk. And, you know, and I, I'm a nice guy. I don't want to tell somebody, you know, listen, I, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to watch the band. So, but that's, that's what we're doing there. We're, we're there to enjoy this band, you know? So I'll usually tell people, I'll go, Hey, listen, as soon as the show's over, come grab me and I'll talk to you for an hour. But you know, right now let's, let's hang out and watch the band together and, and enjoy it. Um, it's, it's maddening, Jay. It, it, it truly is. And, uh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. No, I, I hate it at a show. Any show I go to, it just seems like there's this crowd of people 
that are just like not even paying attention, talking about things that don't, that they can have at dinner, they can have at the post show beer, you know, when they're doing that. And it's like, and if you complain, if you look at them, they act like you're the problem for bothering them. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, I'm trying to watch a show here, you know. Oh, well, fuck you. They'll, they'll be like, like I'm the bad guy. Like, I'm the, I'm the bad guy for asking you to, like, pause your conversation for the next hour, hour and a half. Sorry. You know. And here's 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 a part of that that you get five years of mandatory prison sentence is if you're shouting and I and I said, I can't hear you. The bands. Let's talk. Later, and then you take you take your finger and you do, and has anybody ever done this to you where they jam their finger into your ear? Like they close your ear lid up so that it filters the sound of the music out so you can hear them better. That's an automatic prison sentence in my book. First yeah. of all, I don't know you. I don't know what you just did with your hand, where it's been. I don't want it in my ear. And I didn't come here to have a conversation with you to begin with. So none of that, people who do that ear thing, it's very annoying. It's painful too. You know, I don't just, they're up to the second knuckle. It's like, come on. So you've had experience where someone sticks their finger in your ear? Yeah. There's a move that people do where they, I, I get, they, I guess what they do is they press your eardrum and it filters, it literally filter, it blocks the music. But you could hear the conversation. Yeah, if someone did that to me, I would, I would, I would not. That's think. assault. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like when someone raises, like a random stranger tries to give me a high five during the show. Sorry, man, I'm over forty. I don't do high fives anymore. <laughs> it's like I'll do that if it keeps us from having a conversation. <laughs> All right, on to commandment number three: Thou shall not use the flash. When taking pictures or filming a song during a rock show, if you see the person in front of you illuminate like they're at the gates of heaven, you have your flash on. Turn it off. You, we, we live in a civilized society, not a barbaric one. You have time before a show to figure out how to turn the flash off on your pictures. It doesn't matter how the picture will turn out. It has no bearing on the picture. The flash only works for about five, six feet in front of you. So... Unless you're on stage with the band, which there's plenty of lighting to begin with there anyway, it doesn't matter if the flash is on. It's annoying. It just it's distracting again. And please figure it out before you come into the show. I don't want to have to tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, buddy, can you turn that fucking thing off?" Whoa, 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 I, I don't know how. Well, go out in the lobby and figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, and from the I could tell you from a performer's aspect, it's really annoying on, from on stage um, because it, it distracts you, it takes you out of the moment um, when there's all this these flashes going on. So, um, agree with that one. Are, are we going to go into the whole filming of songs and shows? Yeah. Is that is that was that a separate commandment for you? Or no, is that, this is all under one commandment. Yeah, commandment three. So. So, yeah, so this this one also encompasses, please don't film the entire show. That is insane and ridiculous. People think, first of all, you're never going to watch it again. You're not watching that later. So I don't want to hear that excuse. Nobody ever watches it later. You might show your friend 10 seconds of it, and then it's just in your phone for the next 20 years. Um, And number two, you know, 
you gonna what are you gonna do? Upload it now to YouTube when what are three people gonna watch it? I mean, what what is the purpose of filming the whole show? You're not in the moment. You think, oh, also well, I can remember. You'll remember way more if you just watch the show because it'll be in your memory forever. Like you know, when we went to shows back in the day, Jay. I mean, I can those those are the shows I still remember the most vividly because we didn't have cell phone cameras to to take pictures and videos and stuff like that. You'll you'll you, it'll be so much more enjoyable if you just stay in the moment and watch the show. You'll be able to play it back in your mind anytime you want, way clearer than trying to watch it back watch it back where people are bumping into you and the camera's shaking and people are talking around you. That's not a good experience. The experience is being there at that time. And again, you'll always be able to recall that moment and it'll mean so much more to you. So please do not film the whole show. I get it. You want to film a song, whatever. I used to never do any of that stuff, you know, but you know, my followers on social media were like, you, you know, you always get to go to cool stuff and you don't share. And I said, you know, I, I get that. That's cool. Um, respect that. So I'll usually film one song or a portion of a song, put it out and then I'm done for the whole time. So it's, I'm not. You know, it's not a hard, fast rule, no filming, but, you know, you know, common sense. Again, you're blocking people behind you. You know, the people who are filming multiple songs, what I'll do is I'll take my camera phone and I'll go right up behind them and put my phone right behind theirs and start filming them filming the show. And then they get the hint. Here's the thing, too, right? With that, there's a certain etiquette. I'm like between 6'1 and 6'2". So I do like chin level. I can put it at chin level and get a good thing. I never raise it above my head. I never distract anybody. It's directly in front of me. So it's not, in, you know, blocking anyone's view, right? It's when it the, goes over someone's head where you're like, dude, come on. Like, really, I, it's not my fault you're short, but I want to enjoy the show. So, again, if you're going to do it, make sure you're not blocking the person behind you. Make sure you're not distracting the person behind you with your flash. Again, we need to be aware of other people in the world, okay? It's, it's called common courtesy to the fellow person that bought the tickets next to you that wants to enjoy the show. So, again, don't fucking talk about your doctor appointment and don't distract people with your phone, please. Common sense, people. Yes. Commandment number four. Thou shall not check the set lists before going to a concert. One of the great things about going to shows when I was younger was the surprise, the anticipation, not knowing what song was going to be next, what songs are they going to play, what songs are they going to leave out, the excitement of all that happening. Don't take that joy away from you, please. Don't take any of that away from you because that is all part of the experience of seeing a rock show. I've been with friends who say, yeah, they play this song, the third song again. Why did you tell me that? I didn't want to know that. <laughs> I want to see it as it unfolds. That's the whole experience. I guarantee you, you will enjoy it more if you don't know what they're going to play. Again, just live in the moment. Enjoy yourself in the moment. Uh, again, spot on, Jay. Uh, I'm, I, I'm the same way, especially, especially my favorite bands. I, I want to be surprised. Um, we had no way of knowing back in the day. Um, there was no setlist.fm back then. Um, and, and, you know, the other part of that, 
for me, you know, again, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I get to go backstage at a lot of shows and, you know, sometimes bands are, Hey, you want to see the set list? I'm like, no, 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 get it. Just get it far away. Or if I'm on the side of the stage and the, the tech has their, their set list, you know, taped up on their, you know, on their, um, their workbench, I never look at it. I want to, I want to experience it like everybody else from the beginning to the end. Um, and yeah, you know, staying in the moment, like you said, man, it's uh, it's so much more of a pleasurable experience. Cause what if you look it up and you go and you go, ah, eh, it's not that good a set list. And then ah, maybe I won't go to the show. No, go to the show, you know, and support the bands, you know, um, I don't watch YouTube videos for the same reason. You know, somebody's shaky camera that we just discussed, you know, you know, from the back of the room with people, you know, talking and and other noises. I, I can't get a I can't get a fair judgment. I'm not going to watch somebody's shitty iPhone recording and go, ah, you know, cheap trick doesn't sound that good. So I'm not going to go to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. hundred percent. Live in the moment. The whole the whole point of a concert is to enjoy it. And and I remember going to shows oh they didn't play this song oh man they i never i never heard that song them play that before i've seen them three times it was great you know i mean i i forget what show we were at but it was an historic moment for i forget the band i was walking out with my son i'm like dude you saw a great show like they've never done that song before and i forget I, it eludes me right now but have those moments for yourself and that's all part of being a rock fan is being at a special show where they they played a song they never played before or a longer version of it, a jam session in between. Just enjoy that, you know? Yeah. A lot of bands, um, you know, Judas Priest in particular, the last, you know, what, seven or eight years have really been shaken up the set list. You know, they've been playing, you know, you know, genocide and tyrant and, you know, all these deep track rockerola and all these deep tracks from over the years. And, um, you know, I, I want to, hear that for the first time at the show. I want to go, holy shit, they're playing Running Wild. My God, that's amazing. You know, I don't, you know, it's fine if you, the band wants to go, hey, we're going to be playing some deep cuts and all that. I don't want to know what they are. I just, just lay them on me. That's so true because when you said that, now I remember the concert. It was Judas Priest. They played Beyond the Realms of Death, which they hadn't played in like a decade. And I, we walked out and I said to my son, I'm like, dude, they played Beyond the Realms of Death. Like, they haven't played that in forever. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that, this is like a special moment. I mean, because that's like, that was like their stairway to heaven back then. You know, that was like a big deal for them. So stuff like that. Like, if you know it's going to come fifth song in, it just like, it, it it doesn't have that same charge, you know? So yep. remember that. Don't look at the set list. Good. Mammoth number five. Thou shall not support your local fucking cover band more than original new rock music. People, we have to stop with this. There's, I'm going to do a show on this specifically, but one of the reasons why new rock is struggling is because cover bands kill local original rock scenes. And if you don't believe me, there's a company from Germany called Kemper. They build a module for guitars that you plug into a laptop. One of the reasons why bands use laptops is because they have these modules that give you any tone you want. You want the 1979 Neil Sean tone? You got it. You want the Eddie Van Halen fair warning tone? You got it. So they don't chase tone anymore. They run it right through their computer and do all this stuff. And the reason why they're headquartered in Chicago 
is because of all the cover bands in the Midwest. Use it. That makes me sick and disgusting. You're not keeping this music alive. You're killing the music as a whole by supporting this because promoters are going to book cover bands more because more people are going to go out and drink at a show where they know that the local wedding band is playing all their favorite rock songs. New rock music is just as good as the old rock music. I mean that. That is not an opinion. That is fact. Because these new new bands that are coming up, whether it's Hailstorm, who's been around for 10 years, or bands like Rival Sun, who's been around, Dirty Honey, all these new bands, The Warning, um, which is just absolutely amazing. Go yes. check these bands out. This is another reason f- to do that. You get to go to these shows. And I'm not talking the big, giant shows that are going to cost you $1,000 for a ticket. You can go to 1,500 seaters, 500 seaters, 150, whatever, local venues, all-ages show, and spend a fraction of what you'd spend at these big shows and have a great time. So cover bands have a place. They do. But don't support them more than original rock because that is hurting the genre of music more than you realize. The other part of that, Jay, is that it stifles the creativity of the local musicians because they go, why would I write original music and get 25 people in a, in a, in a rock club when I could play in my Bon Jovi tribute, Don Jovi, and get 500 people into, into a bigger venue? And so it's and so because of that, they spend the time, you know, learning all the Bon Jovi stuff, rehearsing it over and over and practicing it. And and they're not writing original music, which hence means less original bands. Um, Jersey is famous for it. You know, there's tribute bands. They, they play from Memorial Day to Labor Day up and down the Jersey Shore and they're millionaires. They, they don't work the rest of the year or just pick gigs here and there. Um, and, but none of them write any original music because they're making too much money in a tribute band. So I agree. You know, um, it, it, it kills the creativity. It stops people from writing original music. And then you don't get bands like Dirty Honey, The Warning, who I just <clears throat> interviewed yesterday, who, who are incredible. And uh, so many others that we can make. Robot, there's a million of them. Um, you know, search them out, find them. Absolutely. And to kind of piggyback off that too, as well. You know, the cover bands that that exist, right? I mean, you're not seeing anything new. You're seeing them live off the backs of of music that's already been created. There is a big cover band here in Chicago that tours all over the country that uses tracks. Now, imagine a cover band using tracks and how do i know that because when i go to festivals and they're playing they've got these big screens on stage with them and they do these like medleys of like 30 songs or 60 songs in 20 minutes the only way to do that and stay in time is if you're playing to a track it's impossible to do that because there's different tones there's different there's different sounds that you need to play and if the video of the 80s song keeps flipping to the next song, they have to stay in time that's coordinated with that video up on the screen. How do you think they do that? It's not because they're great musicians. It's because they're playing to a track to stay in time. So it's all bullshit and smoke and mirrors to begin with. So remember. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. There's, there, there, there's a place for tribute bands, no doubt about it. Right. 
But, um, you know, something I've been doing, I have a podcast called That Jameson Show that I've been doing almost five years now. And more and more, I have local Jersey and New York bands come in and play live in the studio. Because um, if you're an original band in this area and you didn't go the tribute band route, I want to support you. And I've been doing that for the last five years. I've done local band showcases in the rock clubs here. we got to get the word out on the local bands so that they become national bands, then they be- can become international bands. You know, imagine if Metallica said, ah, we'll play covers. Exactly. And dear friends who are listening, stop recommending Zeppelin tribute bands to me with two guitar players. It's <laughs> It's sacrilegious. I do not want to see a Zeppelin cover band with two guitar players. The whole reason why the double neck exists is because, so Paige could play the different parts in a song. And when I see a band, a Led Zeppelin tribute band with two guitar players, to me, that's not a tribute band. Those members of that band should do hard time and sentenced to life in prison without parole. <laughs> Absolutely. Seriously, two, two band, two guitar players in a Zeppelin cover band. All right. Blasphemy. Commandment number six. Thou shall not give two fucks about what political party the the musician affiliates themselves with. Who cares about their political opinions? I want to hear their music. Point being, I care nothing about what Ted Nugent says, but dude, Stranglehold, when it comes on and I hear it, that song takes me to another place because I allow it to because I love the song. I don't care what he says about politics or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It's a great song. I don't want to take joy out of my life because of what someone thinks or has a different opinion on what I feel. Same thing with, you know, people who have a, a left point of view. I just retweeted a Peter Frampton retweet uh, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which we'll get to. And I had someone comment on my retweet. Oh, he's a lefty, uh, whatever. And I'm like, seriously, like, who gives a fuck? He wrote, he was in Humble Pie, and he's got one of the greatest live albums of all time. I could care less what his views are. Stop tribalizing everything it, music should not be just left or right i had this conversation with eva marie from eva under fire a great new band from detroit we we were talking about the community of rock music if the world was one giant rock concert there's all different shapes sizes points of views at these rock concert but if it, the world was a giant rock concert there would be world peace for eternity because no one cares what you think what you believe in, what religion you are, if you're gay, straight, or whatever, you're there to enjoy a rock show. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great community. So please stop stop deciding on what to listen to and what not listen to based on someone's political views. Jay, I got to tell you, man, um, that is the th- pretty much the theme of my new comedy album, which is coming out uh, April 19th on Metal Blade. Um, this is the first time I've, uh, released that information. So, um, I'm excited to say, yeah, my comedy album is going to be called No Sleep Till McSorley's based obviously on the Motorhead live album. And that is how the album really wraps up, which is basically, you know, Glenn Hughes says it all the time. Music is the healer. Music is all the things that we love in common and and binds us together and brings us together. So yes, please. Do, do, how could you? How could you have liked any 
genre or a particular band. And then all of a sudden, you know, after 15 years, after 20 years, after 30 years go, I don't like their politics. I'm not listening to them anymore. You cannot do that. Music is the uniter. Music is not the divider. Politics is the divider. If you don't like what's how somebody, why, and, and this has only been the last five years or anybody's even cared, but if someone's aggravating you with their political views, you don't have to follow them on, on social media. Mute them. Whatever you got to do. But don't give up on the music. It, it's so important. You know, I, I happen to, you know, I happen to have a friendship with, with Ted, you know, since you mentioned him. And, you know, I guarantee you 99% of people who feel different from him politically, if they met him for five minutes, they would love him because he, he's, he's so much more than, um, than, you know, what the average person sees. And yes, the, the, those chords to stranglehold. I, I don't care how angry you are at him. You, you, you will not be able to resist. Uh, having a great time and having a huge smile on your face um, as he plays that song. It's so important, man. And that's, that's a great one. That's to me almost, that's, that could be number one easily. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just, you touched on a good point. It's we've enjoyed this music for so long. To me, what their political views are, are doesn't, don't, don't even matter unless they're doing something that's an action of hate and all this kind of stuff and promoting hate, that's a different thing. But just because yeah. someone, you know, believes that whatever the case is, whatever. I mean, that's what makes this whole society great is everybody has different opinions. But everybody loves music, man. Every, or most people love music. And why just, why zap joy from your life? If that gives you, that's if that's one of your favorite songs, keep listening to it. Who cares? You don't. You know, if you don't want to take direction on what their political views and thoughts are, you certainly don't have to. There's nothing that says you have to follow whatever your favorite artist says or does. War Pigs, the Black Sabbath song, is a huge political song, right? So don't say that they shouldn't get into politics. Music, musicians, artists have been in politics since the days of the 60s, the counterculture movement during the Vietnam War. And if you mm -hmm. listen to War Pigs, that is a timely song during that period that's anti-war. So you can't pick and choose which bands you like depending on what views they have, right? It's War Pigs yes. is a fantastic song. I don't care if you're pro this or, or anti that. Anytime that song is played at a venue or someone covers it, listen to the reaction of that crowd. And I guarantee you there's Democrats and Republicans singing along to that song. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and one last button on that. Speaking, again, of Ted Nugent, this is all you need to know uh, to illustrate your point. Ted Nugent and Tom Morello are great friends. There's no two people with more extreme political views on the planet than those two guys. If those guys are BFFs, everybody can be. That is, I mean, you're right. That is one end on the far to the other end on the far. I mean, that's... That's a great example. Absolutely. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, moving on to commandment number seven. And this goes along with what we talked about with cover bands supporting new music. Thou shall purchase at least one item of merch when you're going to a rock show involving a band that's been around 15 years or less. Okay. Because the music industry has changed. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excluding the big fish, right? Cause they've got their money. Although I got my Iron Maiden t-shirt. I got my Metallica t-shirt. I bought it there. But if you're going to see a band that is doing the grind, Right. And touring and playing places, 200 capacity, 500,000, whatever. Buy a T-shirt, buy an album, buy, buy a sticker, buy something to support these bands because they don't make money on the record deal anymore. They don't make money on their music because of how music has changed and the access to it. They need to sell merch. It pays for their gas. It pays for their food. It pays for these. These bands are not making a lot of money. And when you think about it, they love the music they're playing. And we should appreciate that as rock fans. So support them. Buy their merch. I agree. If if you are able to, like you said, even if it's a, a sticker, do your best to put money directly into the artist's pocket. Um, you know, 90% of the bands that are out there touring that you love, that we all love, are T-shirt salesmen. That's what they've become because of the business model now. They are only making money selling merch. Um, so if you can, absolutely uh, support. You know, I always make sure I do um, when I go to a show, um, especially if, if someone's been kind enough to put me on the list. 
Um, I'm going right to the merch table and oh, we'll give you shit. No, I'm going to, I want to go buy, I'm going to go buy some stuff. I'm going shopping, you know, because I know you're right. I, I've been on tour with bands where, where the, they've had to, um, Dave, if they didn't sell any merch, they weren't going to be able to make it to the next city because they need a gas money. Yeah, it's the, it's the truth. And I was just at a show this past week and I knew the gal who's doing the merch at the show. And I was talking to her after the show. And, and this is a well-known band had to give 25 percent of the merch sales to the venue. However, that venue is not giving any money to the beer sales that are bringing all these people in to the band. They're not doing yeah. that. So they're they're getting they're getting it from all sides. You know, they've got expenses, they got the club taking money from it or the or the small theater. Realize that you gotta know that these days that like that merch helps them survive. So yeah, and it's even worse, uh Jay, in in Europe because they have the thing called a VAT a VAT tax, V A T. And I forget exactly what it stands for, but they take that takes another twenty five percent. That's like a government tax or something. And that takes it. So you're paying the venue 25%. Now you're giving 25 to the VAT tax. You're made, and then you got to pay your merch seller. So, you know, you're making 25% on, on your merch basically at the end of the night. So, <laughs> you know, you sell $500 worth of stuff. You know, you do the math. How, how much is that band going home with? Just a fraction of that. So, yep. Support if you can. That's why t shirts have gotten. So expensive. Yeah. You know, it used to be 25, 30 bucks back guy back when I was going to concert, it was like 20. You know, now they're 60. Now they're 50, 60 bucks. And that's because of what these venues do. You know, I know Ticketmaster came out as, you know, we won't, you know, when we're promoting a show, we won't take any money. Well, they were taking money in the first place and they try to come in and act like heroes. They never should have been doing it in the first place, but that's a whole nother show. All right. Now the next three kind of tie in together. They're very they're things that I've talked about before, but they need to be addressed in these commandments because all rock and roll fans need to follow this and re- respond accordingly. Number eight, thou shall not overreact, show emotion, retweet, share the atrocity known as the Rolling Stone top whatever lists. It's quite clear these writers know nothing about music. We had the guitar. I think it was the best 200 guitar players or whatever it was. It didn't include Gary Moore, didn't include Ace Frehley, didn't include Magic Sam, great blues player. They had names on there where I couldn't even understand why these people were on there. They have no idea what they're doing or they do it purposely because every time you share the article, every time you click on the article, it helps them generate revenue. Okay, It helps them sell ad space for more dollars because they can show how much people are clicking. And it's ridiculous. Don't fall into the trap of the elitist at Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone is not the magazine that we used to know growing up. It's something completely different now I don't even recognize. So again, when they come out with these lists, top 100 rock albums, top 200 guitar players, whatever, do not react. Don't even read it. And tear out the pages, or that guy do you even have pages anymore? Print out the pages and use it as toilet paper. That's what you should do. And, and I don't want to add anything else to that because it's only we're falling into that trap by even right. discussing it. Right. Uh, let, let's just say agreed a hundred percent. And I do think it's a little of both. A little of they have no idea, and a little of it's clickbait. Yeah. So. And again, like, like Don said, I, 
I said this on my show that these next two, especially, I don't talk about the next two entities at all because I don't want to feed the beast. Commandment number nine. Thou shall not care if the Rock and Roll Grammy Awards are not televised on television, nor is there a rock performance. It's quite clear what's going on in the rock or the, in the music industry. Nobody wants rock and roll. So you know what? Let's go take our toys and go somewhere else, okay? We don't need the Grammys for validation. We never have. When they did the first year, the Metal Awards the first year, they fucked that up by giving it to Jethro Tull. That should tell you all you need to know about this crap-on-a-stick entity known as the Grammys. They're never going to get it right. Now they're nominating bands and artists that aren't even rock and roll. I don't even know what they are. They're trying to redefine what rock music is because for whatever reason, they don't want any rock music in the industry anymore. I mean, look what's just happened in the landscape over the last 10 years. And as rock fans, we should be, we should love that. We should love the fact that an entity like that doesn't want us, that doesn't want our dollars. Because guess what? When all these legacy artists go away and do their farewell tours like Kiss just did and some other bands are doing, we have the money, right? We still have the money. We're still going to spend it, right? And it doesn't matter what they think of it. We're still going to do it. So go ahead, have let them have their crap nominations and all this other stuff. Don't care about it. Don't give a shit about it. Move on and enjoy your rock. Rock music is still here, still producing great music, and we don't need them for validation. Well, yeah, and and to and and when they and when they do it, they get it wrong, as you mentioned. Uh, Jethro Tull, obviously, you know that still lingers in people's craw, craws after all these years. Um, you know, I mean, Megadeth was the Susan Lucci of the Grammys, for, you know, for forever until they finally decide to give it to them. And what do they do? They play Metallica as they're walking to the stage. Um, some bands don't even get the courtesy of, of being able to go up on the stage. Now, of course, this is pre-recorded. It's not part of the regular show that anybody else sees at home. You know, half the time at these award shows, they begrudgingly put, you know, a rock category in there and they film it at noon the day before in the janitor's closet. So agreed. Don't need them. Doesn't matter if, if you get a Grammy. God bless you. It's a nice thing to put on your mantle. It, it, you know, it's a nice thing to have. It means nothing if you don't have one. Uh, and then on, on top of that, when they finally do let let a, a heavy band in, like Metallica, what do they have to do? They got a crowbar in a pop star. Let's put we can we can't just give Metallica four minutes. We got to have Lady Gaga in there at the same time. I got nothing against Lady Gaga, but you have to crowbar her in. You can't just let heavy music have four minutes alone on stage. Think about this, my fellow rock and roll fans. When you're having a discussion about the great bands in rock history or whatever, do you even care if they have a Grammy or not? No, you don't. No. It does. It's it, for rock music, for metal fans, for whatever genre and rock subgenres. It doesn't matter. Who cares? You never say, "Well, Metallica's got this many Grammys." I've never said that to another individual in my life. I'll talk no. about Ride the Lightning. I'll talk about Master of Puppets. I'll talk about the show last November where they played everything off a of, off a of Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning. I, I talk about that stuff. I don't talk about their Grammys. I don't talk about that stuff. So. Let the pop music fans, let them have their show. Let them just, you know, talk about that. Listen, the Grammys are bought and paid for to begin with. All those people that win awards, 
they're shelling out money so they get those awards. They're shelling out money to get those nominations. Think of the just lack of authenticity it exists on the most least authentic form of music, pop music. It goes hand in hand. So don't be upset. It's because these bands, these rock bands, don't want to pay out millions of dollars or thousands of dollars to get their nomination, to get their award. So move on and don't care. It's, uh, very true. I, I Listen, I, I, I won an Emmy years ago um, for my for some television work that I did, and I'm proud of it. And I used to think, wow, that, that'll be great in my intro, you know, as a comedian. Oh, he's an Emmy winner. And uh, nobody cares. In fact, it usually works if, if people mention it, and I usually tell them not to because it almost backfires on me because they're like, wait, this is an Emmy winner after they see my act. So it, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's nice to have, but in the real world, it does not matter in the least, and particularly with the Grammys, who are so clueless. Um, and like you said, they're bought and paid for. They want Taylor Swift at their ceremony. They want the, the big, big name pop stars to be there. Why? Because that's because they'll get people to watch it. You know, having, you know, bang tango at the award show is not going to increase the ratings. So they don't care. Ask yourself this. Have you ever seen an independent label artist get a Grammy nomination? The answer is no. And the reason is because those independent labels don't have the money to play with the big boys. And in, the, and in our society, we mistake what's popular as being the best when usually what's most popular is the worst. So when you have your band that you go to a thousand, you know, capacity place or a 500 and, and it's filled, be happy that you're amongst fans that are passionate about that act. That is the award that you should get be proud of as a rock fan, that you're surrounded by people that love this band's music. So Good. that's my, my end rant on number nine. And number 10, to keep with all the previous two, the last entity of absolute atrocity is thou shall not give one rat's ass about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. People, again, along with the Grammys, along with the Rolling Stone, I call it the three-headed monster in the industry, the elitist in music. They didn't nominate Led Zeppelin when they were first eligible. They didn't nominate Metallica when they were first eligible. All these bands that should be a shoo-in. Like, you know, if you follow baseball, right, everyone's about the, the, the first-time nominees getting in. Those are like greats of the greats, right? And the fact that we're nominating Sade before Iron Maiden is in. And, and I, I mean, Sade is not rock and roll. Again, another entity that is redefining what rock and roll is. They say it's about attitude now, right? When Notorious B.I.G. got uh, inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he's got the rock and roll attitude. Well, I got the rock and roll attitude, and I'm still waiting for my nomination. So is it about the music or is it about... The attitude. The bottom line is the Rock and Roll Fame is the Music Hall of Fame. It has nothing to do with rock and roll. And if a rock and roll band or an artist gets into the Rock and Roll of Fame, it's by luck these days, right? It's by throwing them a bone. The fact that Kissed, it took so long to get Kiss in, Aerosmith, all these bands, it's just ridiculous. And again, we shout from the highest mountain for three days after the nominations come out, and then we're silent about it. Take your viewing, take your money elsewhere. Don't spend any money on going or watching it on TV. Do not give it any, any oxygen at all. And if you stop giving the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Grammys and Rolling Stone the oxygen 
they will stop or they will realize what they need to do. So keep that in mind next time these nominations come out. It's a load of crap. And again, same thing with the Grammys. It's bought and paid for. What label, what management company is going to shell out money to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and get their nomination? It's like getting a Hollywood star these days. Hollywood star is all bought and paid for. It's not, there's not some, some entity or some committee voting on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. No, you pay to get it. That's how you get the, the, the Hollywood star. So it's the yep. same thing. It's all built on bullshit. So again, we don't need those three entities to give us validation in the music we love. So just, Keep on moving on is what you should do. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that that Missy Misdemeanor Elliot is in before Motorhead um, tells you everything you want need to know. Uh, you know, Tone Loke's going to get in before Thin Lizzy. I mean, this is where we're at. So um, it, if you want to just accept it the way it is as a music hall of fame, um, you know, even though it still has the the moniker of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I, you know, Eddie Trunk, who obviously has done a million rants on this, but he's the one thing he summed up very succinctly when we were doing that metal show is, you know, at this point, we know what there's we know what they're up to. We know what the shenanigans are with them. It's so it, look at it as not not as much who's in, but who is not in. And I that that's what I agree with, and that's what I was saying. With what, if you want to put Missy Misdemeanor Elliot in for whatever reason, it's attitude, it's this, fine. But you cannot do that before Iron Maiden and Motorhead and Thin Lizzy are in there. That's a travesty. Um, you know, does she belong in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame? Probably. You know, um, but you know, our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, you know. Put, you got to put her in. You got then she's got to wait. She, we got we got a lot other people to put in there before her. Um, and and also let's stop putting people in multiple times. One time is enough. You don't have to have somebody in for six different bands and a solo career. Once is enough. Just get it right the first time, and we'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. I I don't want to see the guitar tech for the E Street Band get into the Rock and Roll Fan because they seem to love they lead, they seem to love Bruce Springsteen. Like Bruce Tinkstein like walks on water with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee. It's like he's in by himself. He's in with the E Street Band. The E Street Band is in by themselves. It's are we are we kidding ourselves here? It's pretty obvious what they're doing. It's obvious. Well, his manager was was one of the the, the big hubbubs over there. So that's yeah. that's that's Bruce's connection. But um, no, I, I get it, man. I and, and agreed. You know, to, to, don't put any stock into it. If uh, if a band of yours that you love does get in, you, you know, yeah, say, hey, that's cool. Um, may, maybe it does help their ticket sales or album sales. So you get a little spike on it. Um, that's cool. But other than that, doesn't mean a thing. Any more that we didn't cover? So but the only little the ones that I have is, okay. Okay, here's one that that I I will admit that I learned the hard way, which is if you if you are lucky enough to get a laminate from a band, do not post a photo of it on your social media, <laughs> because uh, unfortunately there are creeps out there who will then take that photo and make their own laminate and get 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 themselves backstage at these shows where they are not invited. Um, so please don't do that. I know it looks cool. Hey, look, I got a backstage pass, whatever the case may be, but it really fucks up the band because then they have to spend time and money making a new pass. And, uh, it's very aggravating to them. 
Um, I only made that mistake once. So I uh, pass along my wisdom. Um, also, don't steal passes off of people. Um, the soft patch passes that they tell you to put on your 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 shirt or your so, somewhere on your person uh, that gets you backstage after the show because that happened. That happened to me once at a Saxon show at BB King's in New York. And, uh, I go to the backstage door and the guy goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, uh, and I point and there's nothing there. Someone ripped it off my shirt as I was walking through the crowd. So I just, Hey, can you tell the guys, you know, Don Jameson's out here. And so, you know, he came out and got me and I'm standing there and there's a guy drinking in the dressing room, drinking one of their, you know, the band's uh, beers. With my patch on, I go, that was kind of stupid. Don't you think you didn't think I'd be able to get back here and now and, and suss you out? Uh, and of course, so he was, um, firmly removed. So, um, yeah, they, they know who has passes and who don't. Yes. Yes, they do. Um, very simple one. Um, I, you know, Jay, you and I are long past the point of moshing, uh, or, or any of that kind of stage diving, any of that young man's um, game. Yeah, it's a young man and woman's game. Uh, always, you know, you know, you, you knock a metal brother or sister down, you help them up. Common courtesy. And you see that all the time. That, that, that rule most people know. Um, you know, I know you get caught up in the moment and stuff, but someone goes down, you help them up. Um, and certainly you're not intentionally hurting anybody. So, you know, while it may look chaotic, um, you know, even the wall of death, uh, can, you know, can have some, you can have some courtesy involved in, uh, stuff like that. And the last one, which really was the first thing that popped into my head when you emailed me, because I just went to see John five at the Gramercy, uh, with my girlfriend. We got two drinks. I got a PBR tall boy and she got, um, a Casamigos and club. Um, and of course, you know, like the, the bartender will always go, do you want to make it a double? And she said, sure. She was only going to have one drink anyway. A Casami, a double Casamigos and club and a PBR were $57. This commandment is thus. Do not spill people's drinks. They are expensive at shows. So if someone, not, if someone had knocked her, Drink that would have been a forty-two dollar law. I would rather you steal my wallet. I only had thirty bucks in my wallet. Please don't knock a forty-two dollar tequila drink out of anybody's hand. The price, it, you know, so you, you can say what you want about the prices. The venue sets them. If you're if you're dumb enough to spend the money as we were, because again, we were only going to have one drink. We didn't know it was, we we're going to have to take out a a second mortgage. But uh, we did pay the money. Please don't knock the drinks out of our hands. I know you're excited. But j that's a, a whole part of also being aware of the people around you. Be courteous. Don't, you know, most beers now are 10, 15, 18 bucks. So you, you knock a half a beer out of someone's cup. You know, you just took $10 out of their wallet. Absolutely. I, I agree. I, that actually happened to me, too. I had a, a, a drink at the Marvelous 3 show back in November. And it cost me like 20 bucks and I'm walking back and someone knocked into me, knocked a drink out of my hand. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, like the, <laughs> I'm not going to go get another one now. There's no way I'm going to do that. So yeah. yeah, again, be courteous to people around you. You can still have a good time. Just be aware. Like, I know we live in a society where we only think about us. We only think about, you know, ourselves, but try a little bit. 
to think of the people around you, please. And, you know, one thing I want to add about a lot of these commandments is we are rock fans and we have just as much of a responsibility to keep this genre going and popular as the people who make the music. Because we buy the music, we go to the shows, we support the bands. If you're not doing these things or you're not, the the, the genre is going to continue to struggle. So there has to be some ownership on the fans. Stop just complaining about it. Actually do something about it, right? Go see a local band, original music, or go see a young band that maybe you don't know you've heard some good things about instead of go seeing the cover band. You know, go and take your kid to a rock show. All these things matter. These little things matter. And just do that because, again, we don't necessarily want rock music to be mainstream because then things get really fucked up. We saw that happen a few times in its history. But we wanted these bands, these young bands that are doing the grind to be viable and to continue making music. And that's why these things are important. Yeah. And that's, and that's why, you know, I, I love doing this stuff with you because it does, it, it, it starts a conversation. Um, and, and, you know, it just highlights, yeah, the importance of, you know, the more we have these kind of conversations, it, it just keeps it alive for people. It keeps this music alive and the bands going and it, it keeps, you know, this is, this, this is our news, you know, uh, this is where we go for news. So, um, I agree, man. I, you know, from day one of that metal show and up till today, even though we haven't been on the air in the last seven years, I've been relentless as I could possibly be with helping to support our scene. Um, and I know you do such great things for our scene as well. So, um, proud to do this with you. I agree with every one of them, my friend, and, uh, spectacular. Well done. Thank you very much, Danny. And keep in mind, it's not me that wrote these. Moses gave these to me. So, <laughs> I mean, he parted, you know, the, the the seed to get to my house, and he gave me these in stone. There was actually five more. Don found them, so he put those back on. So it was actually 15. But, again, folks, all seriousness, just share this episode. Let people listen, and and let's let's do better for the genre that we love so much. Let's These are it. commandments from the metal gods. Yes. Yes. Dio <laughs> had a hand in writing these things. Ronnie James had a hand. Lemmy had a hand. Eddie Van Halen had a hand in writing these things. You know they're up there thinking like, yes. Always remember the Sabbath and keep it holy diver. Absolutely, man. Don, thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate it. Cool, man. Anytime. And uh, can't wait to share it with uh, all my people. And uh, we'll do it again sometime. Absolutely, man. Once again, that's Don Jameson. All his information will be in the show notes. So after you're done listening, click on those links with the social media and all that stuff. Go visit him. And uh, yeah, always a great time to have Don too as well. I'm Jay Scott. This has been another episode of The Hook Rocks. Take care of each other. Stay safe. And we will talk soon. Thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.